This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. The title to my sermon this morning might sound like an old school western movie. Okay, but hang in there. It's called The Risen Dead. Okay, I'm a, I'm a fan of old school western movies. I grew up watching western cowboy movies with my dad. And... Um, yeah, you know, I remember as a little boy, I always liked to run around with a cowboy hat and some guns and and so on. But anyway, then I got saved. Hallelujah. Uh, now I'm just a cowboy without the guns. Anyway. Okay, the risen dead, embracing the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in our lives. Okay, that sounds like a mouthful, but I don't know about you. I really don't want to live a life that's, merely explain, that's explainable by a mere worldview. Worldview being, if I say I'm a Christian, people can say, okay, so that guy has got a worldview with a certain set of principles, religious principles, according to which he he lives, okay? I don't want to live a life that's explainable by just a few spiritual routines like meditation or fasting or anything like that. Many other religions can, can do that. I want to live a life that's where, where it is undeniably evident that I follow a living God. In other words, a life that can only be explained by the truth that the resurrected Christ lives in me. A life that, that someone will look and say, how is it possible for this person to live like this? And then if someone would ask me, I can, I can confidently say, this is not me, this is not my worldview or this is not because I meditate and levitate and whatever else. This is because God is alive. Amen? That's the kind of life that, that I want to live. And I'm not there yet. And just like Paul said, I, I might not have attained to this, but I want to press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Amen? So, science is always attempting to disprove God's existence by searching the natural world and trying to explain it in, in mere intellectual terms. I believe often the motivation of, of the humanistic world is, is to disprove God so that we don't have to be eternally accountable to God. Okay? If we can prove that God doesn't exist, we can silence our guilt claiming that we don't need to obey Him. All right? But thank God for believing scientists that, that actually through their, through their research and the evidence they found, they actually, there's things that point to Jesus that, that, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? I believe if, if the word says, if Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, if someone is truly searching for the truth, then he will find Jesus. Amen? So it's good to love God with, with our minds. And, it's, and as a Christian, I believe we must also grow and, and, and learn and gain knowledge so that if someone asks us, if we engage a, a, pers- a, a person who's got a humanistic worldview or any other worldview, that, that we, that we with, with good reasoning can give them an answer, a defense, an argument for why we believe in Jesus as the Son of God. However, maybe, maybe, Scientists are, are missing some of the greatest findings because they, they only consider the realm where the eye can see. And then they actually miss a dimension to human existence where microscopes can't probe. Okay, so you might ask me, why are you going into this science thing this morning? Or why are you talking about the mind this morning? This morning I'm going to share a few simple truths that to our minds might be simply that, very simple. But I want to remind you guys that in Romans 10 it says, with the heart one believes. Okay? So I just want to remind, remind us this morning. The word says it's with the heart that one believes. In other words, there's a, there's a realm there that we can tap into. There's a knowing of God that will only be possible by faith. 
Like we said about two weeks ago, without faith, we cannot please or know God. And I really pray that the Holy Spirit will stir a fire-like belief in us this morning about this simple truth that I'm going to share today. We're going to get to that simple truth. So this year we're trusting God to grow in a few areas, right? We're trusting God to grow in, in I think I can put up, yeah, there we go. We're trusting God to, to grow in prayer, speak, speaking to God and speaking forth His truth in the Spirit. Worship, knowing God's character and daily expressing that beyond mere songs. Community, being together and being there for one another as a spiritual family. Giving, serving with time, serving with gifts, serving with finances, witnessing, speaking about God um, and about who God is to the world around us. It's clear that, that God wants us to grow, okay? And in this time, I think it's also very clear that he wants us to pray. I mean, there's been a few sermons, even from for the guys from Swakop that have come, that, that, have, that they've confirmed and affirmed this, that God is really calling us as, as his church to, to stand up and to pray. And we, we've sort of gone over this a few times and, and that, that each and every one of us can actually pray and, as God invites us. But... So these things, it, 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 it looks like very nice things there on the slide and very nice goals. But if we are only going to try to reach these things in our own strength or to grow in these things on our own strength and, and try to tick the boxes, right, I've grown in prayer, right, I've grown in worship, we will soon become very despondent because we might just be walking in dead religion that tries to soothe our uh, our conscience. Okay, I've gone to this meeting now. Okay, I, I sang two worship songs this morning. But Jesus didn't come to earth and go to the cross for us to live in dead religion and to have a semi-happy, clappy conscience. Okay? He came, to, he came to give us life and life in abundance. And, and such abundant life that we can't help but to glorify Him. Even, even without us even using words that God will be glorified. That's the kind of life that He's, 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 he's come to give us. Amen? So for us to truly grow in God and to truly go for God, what, what, what I mean by this, for us to grow in God is to become like Jesus and to, to, to go for God. I'm saying that to... To go beyond the place where we, where we just want something from God and come to Him as if He's a vending machine. Okay, I think I want this now, God. Okay, so I'll do this kind of little prayer and I'll sing that little song and then I get something from God. No, for, for us to go from simply knowing about God to personally knowing Him intimately. For this to happen in our lives, for us to, to grow and to go for God, something needs to happen. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of water quickly and turn to your neighbor and tell them, fasten your seatbelt. There's some seriously good news ahead. <clears throat> now I feel like when you, when you watch TV often there's, there's a, sorry, just like in the movies when you, when you watch TV there's usually some advisory in the beginning of the movie, right? This this movie may contain scenes of. I wanna just wanna add a add an advisory here. The next few words that I, I'm gonna say might not seem like good news at first glance. But take note, the scriptures I'm gonna say now were the words spoken by our loving Lord Jesus. And also note, I've asked you to, to fasten your seatbelts. That means if you fasten your seatbelts, it means we're heading somewhere. Okay. So, if we want to grow, we need to die. Okay. You can put up the next scripture, please. Like I said, these are the words of Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Right. You said we want to grow. We said we want to go for God. You can put up the next slide, please. If we want to go for God, we need to count the cost and pick up our cross. 
Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Who are you following today? Are you maybe trying to hide behind someone else? Like I said, these, these aren't my words, but the words of Christ. Who was he speaking to? I'm asked, I asked, why are you maybe trying to hide behind someone else saying, no, he's not speaking to me. He's, that scripture is applicable to a pastor or some Christian rock star or some other famous YouTube Christian superstar. Could it be that these scriptures, through these scriptures, Jesus was actually talking to you and to me? A man with a cross on his shoulder was on his way to sure death. Just remember, keep your seatbelt fastened. We are going to get somewhere. Okay? But this is the gospel. Amen? A man with a cross on his shoulder was on his way to a sure death. What does this cross resemble in our lives today? Okay, because fortunately we, we don't see this practice anymore um, of crucifying people but in, in our communities. But what does the cross resemble in our lives today? It, it can be resemble, it resembles suffering. Okay? Now suffering in, in, in can take many different forms in our lives. It can be financial strain. It can be relational disappointments. It can be struggling emotionally. It can be ill health. It can be work stress. It can be the daily little accidents of um, you know, dropping a glass and, and it shatters. All, all these little things. There's something, big things that, that might be wearing us down. There might be little things that's frustrating us. We're talking about picking up a cross. So let's look at, at how Paul embraced this cross, this kind of death in his day-to-day life. Okay, we, In Philippians 3 verses 10 to 11. Thanks. Philippians 3 verse 10 to 11. All right? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection... And the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And the next portion in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 to 11. Um, this is a, a bit, we expound a bit more here on, on the kind of suffering that he faced. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed always carrying in the body the death of Jesus always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies for we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh Hallelujah. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So we do not lose heart. Though our our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen. Remember I was talking about how sometimes scientists and if we only want to relate to God with our intellect, we might be missing something here. Okay? The simplest truths of the gospel we can only grasp by our spirit. We can only take hold of it by believing with our hearts. Okay? As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen or eternal hallelujah so the simple truth i mentioned that i would like to share with us this morning okay i said we 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 need to pick up a cross and like a grain of seed we need to the, fall into the ground and die 
Okay? But we're not, I'm, I'm not going to leave us there this morning. The simple truth I want to share with us is this. Jesus died and he rose again. Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that, that you will help us to wholeheartedly grasp this in our spirits this morning, Lord, and that we will truly, Lord, it seems so simple, Lord, but it is an eternally life-changing thing. Help us to believe this with all of our hearts this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. With the, without the resurrection, okay, listen. You can, I think it's on the next slide. Without the resurrection, the cross of Christ would have just been news. Oh, you heard that guy who had all these fishermen around him and they had a lot of getting together and, and they, they also ate a lot of fish and bread. Okay. Um, yeah, that guy, yeah, he, you know, it all ended. The, they crucified him, eh? It would have just been news. But because Jesus conquered eternal death, we call the gospel the good news. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting excited here? Hallelujah. So on our equipping nights with the God Encounter sessions on prayer, we've also, also spoken much about the porch and the altar. The porch being the place where we practically live out our giftings and the things that God has taught us. We practically live it out in, in, the, in the porch, okay? Um, and the altar, the altar is, is, is the hidden place where, where we close the door and we as individuals spend time with the Lord. It's a hidden place where we consecrate ourselves unto God. Now, we've spoken much about this in these sessions, but we just stop for a second and just remember that in the Old Testament, an altar was actually a place where they sacrificed animals as, as an offering unto God. An altar was a place of death. But hallelujah, today God calls us to be living sacrifices on this altar. And this altar resembles a place of intimacy with Him. Okay? And, 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 and I said, if we, if we are not Get to, if we don't come to that place where we are willing to die, um, we will never grow in, in the Lord in this kind of intimacy. So, obviously it's not that we are physically dying, okay? It's talking about death to the flesh, okay? Now, what, what, is, what is the flesh? The flesh is our selfish natural desires okay like robert was sharing if 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 we are um owned it's not wrong for us to own things but we must not be owned by these things if we are just in obsessed with buying things and watching tv series and doing this thing and doing being entertained by that thing then we're only living in the flesh okay and that's the that's the place where we we actually need to come to that place where the lord um, puts to death those things okay it's not wrong to enjoy having a bride it's not wrong to enjoy um, visiting friends and 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 practicing a hobby but it we must not be owned by those things amen so okay so when we approach jesus in the flesh alone we come with a sort of this mentality lord i want a quick fix and i want it now all right but unless we are, are willing to die to these cravings for instant gratification um, in the carnal self, we will never grow in the spirit. Okay, are, are you getting me? Are you following me? The, the, the death that we are talking about is, is death to, to being obsessed and only living in that place where we want our natural desires to be satisfied. And we want, actually want God to, to satisfy our natural desires. Okay? So without the death of you, without the death of your flesh, Christ can't be risen and reigning in you. Okay? So we said we, wanna, we, we want to be living sacrifices and that means we walk as the risen dead. Okay? Sounds weird. But anyway, this can only be possible through the Holy Spirit. Okay? To our minds, how can you be a living sacrifice? To our minds, we are here to walk by faith. Amen? 
The things of the spirit don't make sense to, 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 to the mere carnal mind. The scripture that's been stirring my faith since the beginning of this year speaks, and it specifically speaks about resurrection life. It's Romans 8 verses, or verse, verse 11. But if the spirit of him, remember I said this is only this kind of death and this kind of resurrection in the spirit. It is only possible by the Holy Spirit. And this scripture confirms it. And this is a scripture to, to ponder and to bring before God and, and, and to get excited about. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Okay. To be filled with the spirit is as simple as honestly coming before God and asking him Lord please fill me with the Holy Spirit okay to be filled with the Spirit if you've got questions about this please don't hesitate to come and ask any one of us it's also something at a stage with the we'll we'll discuss in more depth in encounter one again but but really the Lord says that he wants to give good gifts with for us right to us right so it's as simple anyone can ask the Lord to be filled with the Spirit. Okay, anyway. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit, through His Spirit who dwells in you. Now, we're talking about our flesh being put to death and and often, often, not always, the only way that God can put our stubborn flesh to death is through suffering. Okay, we were talking about what does the cross resemble in, in our lives when we pick up the cross. And, 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 and it's suffering. Okay, If we understand that God is always faithfully involved in our lives. His character is faithful, it's good, his nature is perfect. So when he's, when he's involved in our, in our lives, he's busy with a good work, like the word says, right? He started a good work in us. If we understand that God is always faithfully involved in our lives, will we complain at, at every slightest discomfort we face? Or will we like, the Apostle Paul in those scriptures that we read, will we embrace the process and allow him to mold us into what Im whatever image or form pleases him? Okay? We can, we can go through tribulation and our first reaction is, oh God, why, why are you doing, why, why has this happened to me and so on. God wants to take us beyond that. Okay? For us, for, for us as believers, I just want, also want us to, to, to get, get this. This is an important truth. And, and for us as believers to grow in a healthy manner, there has to be a balance between death and resurrection. Okay? So if we only have one lamentation song, okay, lamentation, klaaglieder, leader in Afrikaans, just complaining, 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 and it's a loop, and it's got like just those same monotonous thing going on all the time. It's, oh, you know, everything is always going seriously bad with me all the time, most of the time, continuously very bad, you know. How things going on? Oh, no, you say, eh? something. it's bad, eh? Yeah. How's the weather? No, it's also bad, eh? <laughs> If we, if we as Christians live in that place, yes, suffering is, a, is part of the gospel. Suffering is part of a Christian's life. But if, we, if, we, if we're always only just singing that same lamentation song, something is wrong. Remember, Jesus died and he rose again. Because of this revelation, because it's, it's a message of hope. Remember we said, Jesus went to the cross, but he also rose again. That's why the gospel isn't only news, it's the good news. Okay? Because of this revelation that Jesus died and he rose again, despite the fact that Jesus in, in the gospels also promised us that we will face tribulation, because of this revelation, we, we must be able, just like Paul, we must be able to say in, in Romans 12 verse 12, 
We saw what his, his mentality and his, his approach was towards the suffering that he experienced. So he could say, because of this revelation he had, rejoice and exult in hope. Be steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. You know, that's why I'm also really loving this, 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 new, this song on the new Sofa Band album, Rejoice. When, and that's also why we are singing it in, in church um, at the moment, is that we want to grow beyond that place of just complaining when things go wrong. We want to get to the place where we rejoice and, and, and exult in hope, where we are steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation, and why we want to remain constant in prayer, because in that place we are going to grow. There's no way that you're going to walk with this, according to this scripture and apply this scripture to your life. There's no way that you can apply this to your life and you're not going to grow. Okay, amen. So Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow him. In other words, he says, I know there's a cross in your life. I know there's suffering. I know the things that you're going through. But, my gra- but by my grace, I will enable you to persevere in following me despite the weight of your circumstances. Okay? So for me, it's always like something that I've, the Lord has taught me over the years that if he gives us a command, it means that we're going to be able to do it. Because it's like if he says, let there be light, there will be light. So if he says, pick up your cross and follow him, it, it means he's saying, you are able to pick up your cross and to follow me. Amen? When, so when we come to the place where we can embrace our sufferings, pick up our cross, follow him and rejoice in all things, then we've really grown to a pray, place of great liberty. And I don't know about you, but that's a place where I want to grow to. Amen? Otherwise, we can, like I said, we can see, am I growing in, in prayer? Am I growing in worship? And it's just a dead religion. When, when we live a life where, where because of the truth that God has, has revealed to us and imparted to our spirit, when we live with that kind of truth and in and, and that place of joy, knowing that he's dead and he's, he is risen, um, acknowledging before him, Lord, this, this cross is heavy, but I thank you that you have given me the grace to persevere. Then I believe it will be a, te- a great testimony to the world around us. Amen? So, Suzette, so I think in, in the sessions that we've been um, going through together on prayer, the God encounter sessions, um, I really want to encourage you, if you haven't watched it yet, it's all available on the website. Go and check it out, and then you're always welcome to join us and, and catch up on Mondays as well. But um, she, she, she said about how we need the fire of God in our lives. And, and it was interesting for me, because sometimes I thought, oh, fire, I don't get this fire thing, you know. It's just a symbol, and people like to put it in songs. But she, there was actually... Um, she just reminded us on, on how fire was present in quite a few instances where, where people had life-changing encounters with God. The burning bush with Moses, the, the, the fire cloud at night that, that sort of led the Israelites, um, the, the, the fire that, that, that moved between the sacrifices when God made covenant with, with Abraham, the, the fire that appeared above the disciples' heads when they received the Holy Spirit, okay? So it's biblical. It's not just a, a nice little thing to say. With, with this authentic fire in our lives, when, when we get this revelation that Jesus has died and he's risen again, and, and when I go through struggles, the Lord is busy um, with a process of growth in our lives. When we, when we get that revelation... This, this, this fire, this authentic fire in our lives, um, when we get that, we won't be able to go through the motions of a dead religion. Okay? That kind of fire cannot be hidden. And like I said, I don't want to live a life that's explainable. I want to live a life that's only explainable by the fire of God in my life. Amen? And I believe 
when, when we get the revelation of this simple truth that Jesus is risen, there will be a constant fire on the altar of our lives. So we, we're almost finishing up, but I want to I ask us a few questions this morning. So, are you truly free? How many little things are there in our lives that are actually entang- entangling us? How much do we, do we trust God? And are we willing to truly surrender? Right? We sang that song this morning, I Surrender. But are we willing to truly surrender? In war, surrender leads to captivity. But in Christ, surrender leads to truest liberty. Without surrendering to the, the process of the death and resurrection life of Jesus, we will never walk in full liberty. It's a, it's a strange thing that I've noted in my own life. Um, and I, I think it's sometimes part of our human behavior. We've been made to nurture, okay? In, in, my, in my studies, I, we learned about this. It's to, to nurture is part of our biological makeup, okay? It's just like thirst and hunger and, and the pleasure of, of intercourse and, and the, the reward that you get um, when you nurture something, okay? These, these kind of things, it sounds very primal, but it ensures the survival of a species, okay? But something that I've noted in my own life, sometimes I, I actually cradle and I, and I actually nurture things in my life. I've asked, what little things are we hiding in our lives, okay? What little things have not been put to death? What little things have we not seen the, resur- the, rex- the resurrection life of Christ um, sort of ruling over? What, what anxiety, what, what fear, what habit are we still nurturing in our lives? Yes, it's part of our human behavior, but in, 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 this, in our life before God, some of these things need to be put to death. Amen? So, so sometimes we, we sit with habits and ways of thinking um, for so long, we don't even realize how part of our lives how much a part it has become of our lives. And we don't want to let go. We, we feel comfortable with the, the pain sometimes. I, I like to hold on to this. This pain makes me feel alive. And somehow we lay up these kind of sufferings in our hearts as, as, if, it, as if we've laid it in a tomb. Okay? We said there has to be a balance. Yes, there needs to be a dying in the flesh, but there also needs to be a resurrection. Okay? So what little things are we nurturing in our hearts and we're keeping it there as if it's in a tomb? I want to read us a story out of scripture. It's in John 11. You can follow on the, on the projector. Um, I'm skipping a few verses. It's the story about Lazarus. Okay? Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Martha, it was that Martha who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to, to him Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved me. Listen here. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. That doesn't make sense to our minds, eh? To our minds. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. Okay, then he, he spoke a few other things to the disciples. And after that, he said to them, 
our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, okay, this makes sense to us. Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. Okay. However, Jesus spoke of his death. However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plain, plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe, believe with a heart. Right? Nevertheless, let us go to him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Okay? To our minds, we'll go like, Lord, it's too late. doesn't make sense. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, remember I said, what is our response going to be when we, when we face tribulation? Are we going to embrace it? Are we going to rejoice in the Lord? Are we going to complain and, and say something like this? To, to the Lord. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, you missed it. You, you didn't come through for us. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And yeah, yes, Here's good news, guys. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me with a heart, though he may, he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never lie, never die. Do you believe this? We are trusting God this morning to to stir faith in us that in our daily lives today we we believe and know that Jesus is a resurrect is the resurrection and the life. So let's continue. She said to him, "Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world." Then when Mary came, then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died." Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. It's always interesting for me how, how sometimes we see Jesus as the Son of God, where he just operates in a completely different realm, but how we here can also see that he was the Son of Man. He, he also experienced our humanity. Okay? It says in the beginning there, he, Lazarus, whom he, he loved. Okay, so this was a friend of him who he loved who had died. And this was the, the son of man relating with our humanity. Remember I said, the Lord says, pick up your cross. It means he knows there, there's a cross in your life. Okay? He's compassionate with us. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. People often talk about the scriptures, the shortest scripture, scripture in, the, in the Bible. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, once again, in the intellect, trying to make sense of it, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Once again, our, our logic kicks in. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? The resurrection life of God that's, that's manifest in our lives. Remember, is, is to bring glory to God. That life of abundance is not that we can just enjoy the abundance. It's to bring the glory to God. Let's see how, how the resurrection life operated here. Then, then they took 
took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. One of my favorite preachers, um, Leonard Ravenhill, once commented on this next portion of scripture. He said, because Jesus is the resurrection and the life and the power that is in, in his word, he, he, they were in the graveyard, okay? That's why he didn't just say, come forth. Otherwise, the whole graveyard would have risen. <laughs> That's why he said, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. It's good news, right? Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, Loose him and let him go. What aspect of your life is decaying in a tomb today? Just lying dormant in a tomb. Those things that we are allowing in our hearts. It's become so part of our lives. We've become so comfortable with it. But it's actually not something to become comfortable with. What aspect of your life is decaying in a tomb? Is your prayer life awful worship? A heart for the lost? A readiness to give? Is it dead? Do you only see the suffering in your life only as death in progress and complain about it to God, blaming God? Maybe with that first response that Martha said, Lord, you're too late. If you, were, if you were here and you really cared, then this wouldn't have happened. Is that our first response to suffering in our lives? Or do we believe today that the power of the resurrection of, of life of Jesus can operate and liberate in our lives today. I want us to, to the ushers to please get the, um, the cracker bread and, 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 the, and the juice ready for us for communion. So I'm just going to ask these questions again as, as we're going to go into communion. What aspect of your life is decaying in a tomb today? Is your prayer life awful worship, a heart for the lost, or readiness to give? Is it dead? Do you only see the suffering in your life as, a, as, as, a, as mere death? And all, have we got our first response always to, to criticize and to complain to God. Or do we really believe? Remember I said it's a simple truth. It's a simple truth that sometimes we can't figure it out with our minds. We can only believe it with our hearts and with our spirit. Do we believe that the power of the resurrection life of Jesus can operate, liberate and manifest in our lives? Peter, can I ask that we um, please play uh, that Reckless Love song just as a little bit of background music, please. You can, you can hand out the, the communion, please.
before we take the communion, uh, uh, I want to give two invitations, and the one is not necessarily um, applicable this morning, but one of the ways that we as, as Christians relate to the death and the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ is, is through water baptism. Okay? So I'm not sure if there's anyone here that hasn't been baptized, but that, that is a way that, that we sort of um, associate and, and declare that we believe that Jesus Christ has died and that we rose again and that, that, that our old lives is buried um, in Him, but also that our new life in the Spirit with Him, that it's resurrected. So I'm not sure if there's anyone that's not been baptized and and if if you haven't been baptized and you would like to and if you don't if you still have some questions it's please don't hesitate to come and ask us then we would like to to go through that process with you okay so keep that in the back of your mind but this morning as we as we're going to take communion i want to invite you just just quietly there before god we're not going to pray for one another this morning if you've got a prayer need Afterwards, you're very, very welcome to come and we'll pray with you. But I want you to mean business with the Lord this morning. So we just bow our heads in in an in a attitude of, of prayer and, and just communing with the Lord. As you take communion this morning, just, just be honest before the Lord about, yes, Lord, I've allowed this thing in my life and it's actually keeping me in a tomb and Yes, Lord, this area of my life is, is actually dead. And yes, Lord, sometimes I just want instant gratification. And I'm not excited about your good news. Just be honest with the Lord this morning. And I'll pray for, for the bread and, and, and the juice just now. But as you take communion today, May it just be a declaration once again before the Lord that, Lord, it's so simple, but it's so powerful. As you take communion to declare, Lord, I believe Jesus Christ, that you came to, the, to earth as the Son of God. He died on the cross. You conquered eternal death on my behalf, and you rose again, and you're reigning. Just in your own words, simply before the Lord, declare that as we take the communion. I'm just going to give you some time just to, to speak to the Lord before we take the bread and the wine. Jesus, we come and thank you this morning. Just as the song also says, Lord, it's because you really, really love each and every one of us that you came to give your all, Lord. So that we might not just read about you in a, in a Bible or sing a little bit about you in songs Lord you came you died and you rose again that we can know you forever you are the resurrection you are eternal life knowing you is eternal life Lord this morning as we take the bread Lord we come and thank you that you gave your body 
as that perfect sacrifice. We thank you, Lord. this morning we come and thank you for your perfect blameless blood that was poured out on our behalf Lord we say Lord we can never through our own strength through through religion Lord be righteous enough to stand before you and to know you as a holy 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 God but Jesus, this morning we come and thank you for the power of your blood in our lives that says we are righteous. We are justified. We are accepted and welcome to know a living God. We come and thank you for your blood this morning. we thank you this morning that you come to meet meet each and every one of us where we are at Lord Lord and thank you Holy Spirit that Lord that you don't leave us here in the service I really pray Lord that you will walk with us through this week and Lord that we will be sensitive Lord God to, to hear your Holy Spirit speaking to us Lord that where there's things that we actually need to respond to that we've heard this morning, specific things, Lord God, that, that you have spoken th th this morning, Lord, that we need to respond to, Lord God, ways of thinking that we need to change, Lord God, now, things that we need to repent of, things that we need to confess, things that we practically need to change in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you help us to do that, Lord. We say we fall short, Lord. Yes, we fall short, Lord. But we say, Lord God, we believe in the power of your resurrection life in our lives, Lord. And we want to see it manifest, Lord. That we can know you and make you known, Lord. All the glory this morning, Lord God. All the honor, Lord God. Be unto you, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We thank you. In your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.